Tropicals Playbook, a football podcast. With your hosts, Ashley and Mike, please sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Undroppables Playbook, a football podcast presented by the Undroppables and sponsored by Analyst Depot. I am your host, Ashley. This is my lovely co-host, Michael Duncan. How are you? I'm great. I know you are. Well, actually, I'm not a little bit, honestly. Joel Embiid isn't an NBA all-star starter, and that's stupid, and I'm angry about it, and that came out like 10 minutes ago, so I haven't really dealt with it yet emotionally. Yeah, I processed it. Uh, But otherwise, I'm doing great. Okay, yeah, that's definitely not, I think there's, more to be excited about than there is to to dwell on that absolutely but i'm still gonna dwell because i'm from philadelphia and that's what we know i know i um haven't been feeling the past and that's why we're doing this on thursday instead of on wednesday and i just couldn't miss this show because then it looks like i'm running from it um but it was it was not a uh not a fun game, to say the least. I had a ton of fun. I don't know. I'm sure you did. On my end, it was not. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why anyone would um, avoid the Boston Scott anytime touchdown score line. One of my friends was like, do I do that? Like, I feel like that feels so far out there. And even I was like, far out there every time. Don't do it. Like, I no, I was like, I was like, don't skip out on it. Like, you have to bet that you have to bet that. And he did, and he won, and it was electric. But Boston um, Scott against the Giants is probably the most reliable thing in my life. It's like, what is he? I think he has like something like. 13 14 touchdowns and like 12 of them have come against the giants yeah it's a little more than that but yeah yeah something like that most almost every last one of his touchdowns has come against the giants it's very odd and at that point they were just um one of the my uh, giants podcasts called it playing with their food and that's exactly what that was so boston's got any time touchdown score i guess always yeah all right, well, why don't we get into some news first, and then we're going to do, um, obviously, we only have two games left this coming weekend, so we'll do a little bit of a recap of the games we saw this past weekend. But there is plenty of news to talk about. We do have our first head coach uh, vacancy that is filled. Former Indianapolis Colts head coach Frank Reich has been hired to be the Panthers head coach. He did spend some time in um, in the Carolinas, so he's kind of having a reunion back in that state. So, yeah. Can I go a little more in depth on that? Because that was one of the worst ways I've ever heard his tenure in Carolina described. He was actually the first quarterback to ever take a snap for the Carolina Carolina franchise. Um, Yeah, he spent, I think, three seasons with the Panthers. Yep. So. That's one. Spent some time in the Carolinas. That that could mean on vacation. I mean, it could. That 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 could have meant nothing to do with football. Yeah. Well, okay. I think everyone spent some time in the Carolinas. Most people. Have you ever yeah, I have. There? Yeah, yeah, I have. Which one? North or south? South. Okay. Kind of both. Mostly north. Um, also, I did skip over. I do want to point out um, the NFL is mourning a loss. Jesse Leah Miner, who was a former Lion and Chargers linebacker, has died at the age of 25. Um, so you'll see some postings about that. We give our best to his family he has a child on the way um and it's really sad to see someone else go at a really young age um but i just do want to point that out because he was you know the chargers and the lions are both posting about it um i do want to talk about some more coaching vacancies that have been talked about sean payton it looks like the odds are in favor of him returning to tv this season it doesn't seem like anything is very appealing to him um obviously the front runner I don't know if it's him or what, but um, but the one that was most interested in him was the Broncos and former Broncos head coach, short-lived Nate Hockett, is now the Jets offensive coordinator. And everybody in the media is thrilled because the um, Aaron Rodgers rumors are already smiling, especially because of the relationship he's had with Zach Wilson. He's been very outspoken about Zach Wilson and his troubles when he was, you know, getting benched and starting, you know, bench just starting. And Rogers was very outspoken about, you know, like giving him a chance and how it happens in the NFL and that kind of thing. So there's talk of like, oh, maybe Rogers could come in and start and mentor him. I don't know. The media is having a field day with it now that Nate Hackett has been hired as the offensive coordinator. 
Aaron Rodgers is not who I would want to mentor Zach Wilson, no. at least as a person. I saw a tweet that was like, do you think, like, think about Aaron Rodgers in the New York media? Like, that, players will tell you, players who spend their careers in 10 different places will tell you it's one of the hardest places to play, just simply because of the yeah. media. Um, and I could not, like, I could not imagine it from either perspective. I could not imagine him having to deal with it. And I could not imagine what the media would do with it, if that makes sense. It would be like a little less controversial than Kyrie Irving, yeah. but a lot more caring because yeah. no one cares about the Brooklyn Nets. Exactly. Yep. And the Jets are like, you know, this up and coming team and maybe a quarterback away, a Super Bowl defense. And oh, the thought, the thought is wild. Um, the Cowboys have retained both of their coordinators. Defensive coordinator Dan Quinn is staying on staff, as is offensive coordinator Kellen Moore. And I know we had talked about a couple weeks ago with uh, Mike McCarthy's job that um, uh, Jerry Jones had said his job was safe. That's not yeah. true. If well, I had seen that, I would have fixed it. Uh, Mike McCarthy, has he has not confirmed that Kellen Moore will oh. be back. Oh, so Dan Quinn did. For some reason, the headline yeah. says keeping both. Um, so that nope. is my bad. So Mike Dan McCarthy Quinn is guarantee, And then okay. he said that all coaches will be evaluated. Okay, perfect. So there we go. Thank you for fixing that. Um, but we know for a fact Dan Quinn, who has had over the last several years, many interviews, including like second interviews with teams to be a head coach. He was a former head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, the um, 28-3 Atlanta Falcons. But he is now staying on as the defensive coordinator, and he's had a lot of success uh, with the Cowboys' defense. So that is where he will stay put for this year. And the NFL honors were announced. We are not going to get into depth on that this week. We're going to get into depth more next week um, leading up to the Super Bowl when we have some free time. I will and, be angry. Yeah, I know you will. I know you will. <laughs> Either way, if you want to look at who's nominated and get a head start on what we're going to talk about next week, the NFL honors, the finalists have been announced. Matters more who's not there. I'll say that. Okay. Either way, would you like to give us a 15-second frenzy? Or anything else in the news you would like to talk about before we get into it? Nope. Nope. Okay. Perfect. 15-second frenzy. What is it? All right. I have 15 seconds to talk about every game. Ashley's going to tell me when I have to move on to the next one. And this week, there's only four games. So Yeah. So... Perfect. Ready? Yep. Count you in. Three, two, one, go. Jags at Chiefs. Chiefs won a tough one uh, with an injured Mahomes and Pacheco helped by running for almost 100 yards, uh, which if they have their running game going, that's great for the offense. Kelsey was a monster and everyone else on the offense didn't really do much outside of Kelsey receiving wise. The Jags held in there but couldn't get a stop on defense to do what they needed to do. Bengals at Bills. The Bills looked absolutely defeated. It was never really even a close game. The Bills have a lot of stuff to figure out this offseason. I'm not sure where they need to start. Uh, The Bengals, meanwhile, look like they're on a mission. Joe Burrow especially. Uh, Big games all around, but Burrow is just determined to get back to that Super Bowl, and he might go for a no against Mahomes this next week. Uh, Cowboys at Niners. Um, I literally wrote LOL Cowboys. What the hell was that at the end of there? Um, I don't know what that play was. I don't know why you ran it, but it was hysterical, and I'm glad that they gave it to us. Also, Dak isn't that guy, and I'm tired of people pretending otherwise. Niners are good, uh, and George Kittle's really good. Brock Purdy is fine. Um, yeah, so I actually have something prepared for this one, uh, something special. So this God, is going to be longer really than 15 seconds. Uh, so okay. please watch and enjoy. Okay, Wait. I'll turn the clock off. Six games against number one seed, the Giants, since the playoffs restructuring in 1990, the Giants are a perfect 6-0. and uh, That six-game win streak versus the number one is the longest by any franchise in the NFL since the NFL began, seeding the playoff teams in 1975. I love this Giants team. Do you think they're going to win? Yes. Since 97, I think the Giants win one game. They, if they win the first game, they end up going to the Super Bowl. I just, I, I do think the Giants walk away with this one. And it's at that, I think it's a little bit more low scoring than people are expecting. Um, I think the Giants are end up winning it on like a pick six. I think it's like this team to be here. So, do I think it's going to win? Yes. I'll take your real victory too because they're going to win. The, 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 the Giants are going to win. The Giants have the vibes, man. What's your score prediction? Uh, thirty-eight to seven. Wow! Thank you so much for that. I'm really glad I wasn't um, warned ahead of time because then I would have skipped out on the show. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah yeah that's a tough it was a tough one it was not we could we could start there let's so we're gonna get into breaking down a couple of the games so we can start there um you did guess you know all year i've been asking for your score predictions when i am legally able to place bets on it and you were have been wrong up until this time and this was the first well, time yeah you were no right. one gets score predictions right the majority of the time like what i do know you mean? but still you also, that's right like a time. total of three other times you've been able to bet legally i know i spent time in new york okay you said either so. way either way yeah that was a tough one um i will say the what the part that really stung the most was dave gettleman's ghost coming back to haunt us um with the Bradbury interception. That one really stung. And that one you could feel from a mile away. Um, that, wasn't, that wasn't Dave Gettleman, though. That was no. the current regime. Yes, but listen, what I will say is it, we were put in a tight cap space because of what Dave Gettleman did. So the, it is partially his ghost coming back to haunt us. See, I think the, the yeah. Dave Gettleman's ghost, I would say it's your roster. Yeah, well. As a whole. Yeah. You could like less so the player not on your team and more so every other player on your team. Yeah. That Either way, the part that I would be concerned. That about. part stung the most. Um, and that was like a story, like a storyline that you could have written and it came true. Yeah, it wasn't fun. Um, I don't even know. We got beat all around. And that was, listen, if I was, we've talked about this before. If you're betting with your heart, with your head, um, you know, obviously I wanted the Giants to win. If I, simply thought logically and not as a fan you'd say the Eagles were going to win as a fan i hoped they were going to be able to do it i thought they might be able to do it um, no you but... thought they would do it you can't backtrack now okay, no. i everything. thought they would do it fine yes. i thought they would do it I won't let you backtrack that's, that's fine i'm a fan i thought they would that's yeah. perfectly fine all right um either way it, it was tough um the eagles pass rush is one of the greatest i've seen in a long time maybe so. and what four bears Oh, yeah, they're really, really good. And when you have to put the ball in Daniel Jones's hands because the the roster is devoid of talent in a lot of other places, it's hard when a pass rush is that good. And the defense just couldn't live up to it. You said it. I knew in the back of my head it was true. Dexter Lawrence, who is a game changer, was absolutely outplayed by Jason Kelsey. Um, yeah, and, and the thing was, too, you know, a, a player like hurts you do have to blitz and we couldn't blitz because then we couldn't stop the run so we played too much zone you couldn't blitz and you you're in a lose-lose you're stuck between a rock and a hard place um so yeah tough loss i'm still excited for the giants future i think this you know this was not expected at all but still stinks yeah i mean we'll talk more about the giants in the offseason because mm -hmm. There's a lot to talk about there. There's a lot to take in. And they have some of the most yeah. interesting, I think, decisions in the entire NFL that they have to make this offseason, mm -hmm. uh, which is going to be really, really interesting. Um, yeah. But yeah, the Eagles took care of business and they looked mm -hmm. like the team that they were for the majority of the season. Correct. Um, Jalen Hurts looked healthy. Uh, Lane Johnson is just a ridiculous monster. Mm -hmm. I mean, he shut down Leonard Williams and... He's playing with like a tear in his abdomen. Like, yeah, it needs. He actively needs surgery. Yeah, he says that. Yeah, he needs surgery. He shouldn't yeah. be playing, and yet he's playing at an all-pro level at like seventy percent. And it, yep. like as an Eagles fan, I feel like I take him for granted, and yep. I th I think everyone else in the NFL does as well. But I think even as an e like Eagles fans as a whole probably take him for granted until he's not there, because mm -hmm. um, he's just that good. But yeah, I mean it went basically how i expected it to go yep yeah and i will say too what, what's intriguing for the eagles is jalen hurts did look good he did look healthy i will say healthier he didn't even look like the mvp level hurts that he was a couple two months ago and was still able to play that well which is scary especially going into a game against one of the best defenses in the nfl like being able to see him make that, like, still be able to look like that when not maybe 100%. Him, he himself said he was playing injured. Like, not fully injured, but not fully healthy. So, really intriguing. Um, and the one weakness I said the Giants would have, um, the weakness that would be, like, their huge kryptonite was Evan Neal. And that was just completely exploited the entire game. He could not stop anything. And that was Honoretic. very painful. And 
Yeah, and that's why Howie Roseman wins Jam of the Year. Yep, that yeah, he did, is... he did officially win that. Yeah, mm-hmm. he won the yeah. well, the PFWA Pro Football Writers yeah. Association won. Yeah, he did win that today. So yeah, that was um. Congrats, Howie. Yeah, that one, that one. Yeah, that pass rush was just insane. Either way, um, we could we could jump back up to how it went. Jags at Chiefs. Any thoughts on that? I mean, shout out to Doug. Um, <laughs> I don't think he coached a bad game. I think the Chiefs are just the better team. Yeah. Um, even without Mahomes, I think you know the defense had a tough time, and that's kind of to be expected. Most teams do generally against Andy Reid, one of the greatest offensive minds of all time. Um, Travis Kelsey had a great game. They had no answer for him, and Pacheco was able to. You know, I think a lot of it was on that one run that he bounced to the outside, but that one run looked incredible. Um, and the running game as a whole was probably a little more active than it has been and partially due to um, Mahomes' injury. But overall, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't think the Jaguars should be upset. I I think they should just kind Mm -hmm. of be happy with where they're at. Um, And, yeah, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Uh, They were supposed to win the game, and they did. And I think it was closer than some people expected it to be. But um, in the end, it just came down to, I, I think, it was closer than I even expected it to be because they were really just a few missed plays away, but is what it is. Yeah. I want to say shout out to uh, Chad Henney, who has been in the NFL since 2008 and threw his first playoff touchdown pass in this game, which I is... think he might be a guy I went to college. That might be his uncle. Yes. Yes. That Chad... I was yes. Chad Henney confused with the other backup quarterback no, from Kansas State from the last couple of years. It's Chad Henney. Um, yeah. We've, I think well, we, we've discussed the story like a year ago or something. Um, but I it's got, Chad. I remember, I remember that. Like I that's how I remember James, Chad Henny now. And I argued with someone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I Chad argued Henny. with him about his uncle being yeah. better than my quarterback. It's beside the point. Um, yeah, yeah. Since 2008, his first uh, playoff touchdown pass. Good for him. He's living yeah. the dream. And he looked good out there. He actually had a better pass rate than Mahomes. He did. He actually looked very good. Um, Funny anyway. Yeah. The game was closer than I expected. And I think leading up to it, the Jags whole thoughts on it. Again, obviously you, you hope you're going to win. You think you're going to win, but even during the game, like Trevor Lawrence was after one of the Christian Kirk touchdown passes, I believe he went over to them and he's like, we're here. Like we're here. And that to me was really cool because this team I think knew they weren't going to win a Super Bowl, and just saying, like, look at where we are at the beginning of a rebuild. A team that's had two consecutive first overall picks is pure, and that's a big deal. And they've made smart choices, and that's a team you and I have talked about the Jags and the Lions in the upcoming years, and how we think they're going to be contenders. And this Jags team proved themselves earlier than expected, and I think Doug Peterson had done everything he possibly could with what he had out there. And I think they put up a really a better fight than I expected them to. Trevor Lawrence's first career loss on a Saturday. On a Saturday. I know. And uh, yeah, the moment's not too big for him, which is always yeah. nice to see in a young quarterback. Yeah. Um, for instance, like I'm not saying he's better or worse. Justin Herbert has not been able to prove that the moment isn't too big for him. And yep. it's just something you have to deal with. It always is until it isn't. So. Yep. Yep. And you've seen the, the, the way that Trevor Lawrence has adapted right yep. in the start of the Chargers game was a guy who couldn't handle that light, you know, mm. that spotlight. And it was partially game. It was just the way the game was going. It was play calling. It was all that, but he fixed it and, and showed that he was meant to be there, which was really cool. And I'm very excited for his future. And on to the next. Why don't we talk about the Bengals at the Bills? Yeah, this was more heartbreaking to me than the Giants Eagles game. I mean, obviously I'm an Eagles fan, but like mm-hmm. I don't think I outside of Giants fans, I don't think many people really expected the Giants Eagles game yeah. to be close and it shouldn't have been close. Yeah. Uh that was the biggest blowout of the playoffs so far, but this is probably mm-hmm. number 2. Um where, you know, score uh, it was with 27 to 10, I think. It mm-hmm. never even felt that close. I mean, the no. Bengals came out and they just had control of the game. There was never a point in time where, like, I, I watched the whole thing. There was never a point in time where I felt that the Bills were anywhere close to make a comeback. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes you watch those games and you kind of get that feeling of, like, yeah, but I trust that they're going to come back and win it. Honestly, There's like a buzz. Yeah, yeah. there was nothing. The The Bills yeah. had nothing. Um, and it was really sad to see, but you, we've been saying it for weeks. Um, mm-hmm. 
Josh Allen hasn't looked like himself. The Bills haven't looked like themselves. I mean, there's a reason that we both picked the Bengals. Yep. And yeah. Yeah. I, I wish I had more to say, but really the Bengals looked like the team that everyone thinks they are. And the Bills looked like a team that has a lot of soul searching to do this offseason. Yep. I love the game that was called on Zach Taylor and the entire offensive staff for the Bengals. Um, honestly, better. They, I knew they were going to look good. They looked better than I expected. Um, they really looked phenomenal out there. Joe Burrow is so cool. He really is. Um, and another guy who's just the pressure will never get to him. Did you know apparently he's a nerd? Like I found all of these old videos. Somebody posted them on TikTok of like him talking about like, time travel and space things apparently he's a nerd doesn't make him a nerd ashley stop putting I mean, people in your little boxes oh <laughs> either way um, i'm a band nerd and i'm here talking about football you exactly i'm not saying you can't do both uh, but I'm just, I, I'm just saying don't put people in your little boxes you just put yourself in a box i do yeah i can put myself in a box okay. you shouldn't put other people in boxes um either way the bills are due for a new stadium for next season and um the nfl fans are having a field day telling them to make it a dome because the bills constantly talk about how the weather is used to their advantage and this was a winter game at its finest a, a january game in buffalo with lots of snow that happened very fast the field was covered in snow there was no really no time to prepare for it and the Bengals didn't care about that so-called advantage the Bills have. And I do want to talk a little bit about Brandon Bean's comments as post- I hated Like, end-of-season comments, as did I. Um, he started talking about how the Bengals have an advantage that they are... They have most of their money in rookie contracts with a lot of really young guys on the roster and how he doesn't want to be so bad that he's able to draft a Jamar Chase. Um, because there was a lot of talk going into this game about how the Bills just didn't have enough weapons, which, again, I think is a really silly argument to be having with the player like Stefan Diggs on the roster. Either way, the way the NFL is shaping up, the market for skill positions is so different and people are just trading people away because they don't want to pay the huge contracts. But to make that comment is really stupid. I don't re I hate it. I really do not like the comment. Yeah, it's just it's it's ignorant in my opinion. Like, yeah, I get it. You don't, but that's not the only way to acquire talent. You yep. need to be creative about it. I mean, look at the like if you look at the final four teams right now. Mm -hmm. Take the Chiefs out of it because Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are their own beast. Yeah, you have yep. Travis Kelsey. The other three teams have probably the best wide receiving duos in the NFL. Yeah, AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Debo Samuel, yep. and Brandon Ayuk. Throw in yep. Dallas Goddard, George Kittle. Uh, and Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, Miles Sanders, Christian McCaffrey. Like, yep. you don't have an excuse, man. Being good is not an excuse anymore. You see mm -hmm. good teams be continuously good by making creative moves. Like, the Eagles weren't in a position to grab an elite wide receiver in the draft last year. So what yep. did they do? They traded for A.J. Brown. They could have gotten uh, the dude that the... Um, that the Titans ended up drafting with that pick, but they said no. Yes. We're going to win now, and we're going to go get an elite wide receiver right now. They traded yep. for Stefan Diggs. They know better than anyone that you don't have to be in a position yep. to draft Jamar Chase. It's it's very ignorant. It's 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 ferrying the blame to someone else or something mm -hmm. else or the situation. And completely, like, I, I don't like it. I, maybe it was taken a little bit out of context. I'm sure yeah. I'm probably overreacting to it, but... I just those are they feel like very loser energy comments, very loser yeah. energy mindset. Like your mindset should be, yeah, we need to add more players. We yep. need to figure out a way to do that because we're not going like I agree with the, what he's saying, yeah. but that's just not the way to say it. I don't like it. Yeah. I'm not happy. about it. And I don't think the Bills organization of the last decade has a leg to stand on in that regard. Um, you know, was Josh Allen was not a, you know, AJ Brown or anything coming out of the NFL, but you were high enough to be able to draft a quarterback who is now a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. Like you, teams are bad at certain points, and you have been. So to make those comments is just tone deaf for the organization you're working for. I think a little bit. Yeah. 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 Either way, bad vibes all around for the Bills, which is unfortunate and sad. I agree. But... I agree. Demar Hamlin did go to the game. Maybe. Um. <laughs> 
really can't do this. I saw a tweet that said, so if for those who don't know, there is conspiracy theories going around that Damar Hamlin is not alive. I don't even want to talk about it because it is so stupid. But the one thing I do want to mention is that there was a tweet that said, if Damar Hamlin wasn't alive, Cole Beasley would have told us. Um, and that, to me, sums it all up. There's like, but no I will say, the it. NFL is not helping themselves. No. Like, the, the video footage, I didn't think about this until I saw the conspiracy theories, but mm -hmm. like the footage of him that they were showing on TV was just like mm -hmm. horrible because of the snow. Yeah, the snow. And then I don't know if you saw the video that ESPN posted. Was it the one of him getting into the golf cart? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, the one of him getting into the elevator. Oh, yes. Uh -huh. It's just like, yeah. If you haven't seen it, try and find it. ESPN posted it. Yeah. Oh, my God. I yeah. have never seen like if if that wasn't a body double, which again mm -hmm. I don't think he is. I think he's no. fine. I don't yes. think that it's a body double. What the hell? Post a picture of him. Just post a picture that you're telling me that yeah. nobody put a took a picture of him in that box during the game. Yeah, just yeah. post it and shut everyone up. Don't yeah. have this awkward looking video where like. Oh my, it's just like he's covered head to yep. toe. You can't see yes. any part of his body. He's covered, yep. surrounded by security. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Yep. What a, and like, what a listen, the man has been it. seen like his Instagram. He does wear like balaclavas and like things that cover his head. I mean, Xavier McKinney showed up to the game in a, in a zip up that went over his head. Yeah, it's cold it's and it's style. I get thing. it. I get it. But I understand what you're saying to the point. It's like, just post a regular picture. It's just Make one. It easier. Yeah. I get that. But um, um I did yeah. see that tweet. Either way, DeMar Hamlin was at the game. So that Maybe. was the Bills positive. Um, and the final game was the Cowboys at the Niners, the most boring of the games. Um, my comments, you said your comments were LOL what or something. Mine was um LOL Cowboys. Yeah, mine was all capitals, uh ha 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 ha. So tell us what you think. Dak I Dak, he's not a bad quarterback. No. But he he's closer to the 12th best quarterback than he is the 20th best quarterback. Mm -hmm. But he's not an elite quarterback. I don't yeah. even think he's that one step below elite. Like, if, if you want to say elite is, I, I think there's kind of probably a tier of three in their own. I think it's mm -hmm. Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow. I yeah. think Burrow has worked his way up there. Um, then I think right under that, you've got, like, the Herberts, Hertz, Lamar. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Dak is in that tier. No. I think he's probably in the tier below, which is a pretty large tier. Yeah. Um, he, I, and I don't, I, he, he's won two playoff games. Yeah. Like it's just, it, I don't, I don't know what else people have to see to just admit that he's not the guy that people think that he was. I don't know if it's because he was yeah. a fourth round pick and people are like surprised that he's doing anything at all. And there's still so much hype from that surprising rookie year where he won mm. rookie of the year and he shouldn't have, and even he knew he shouldn't have, uh, should have gone to Zeke. Um, but like, I just, I don't get it. He, he was, he didn't play good football this year, not consistently. And uh, you're running out of excuses because it's not a young thing. Like he's on this massive contract and when players are on that contract, they either need to put up or shut up. And he's done a lot more shutting up than putting up. He, he's yep. not performed like the, the Cowboys have not been a to a conference championship game before either of us were born since before Correct. either of us were born. I think in 95. Yep. Dak isn't getting them there. Like he, if they get there, he's not going to be the reason because that they had opportunities to win this game. They had plenty of opportunities to win this game. And Dak just shuddered and fell apart. And th there was on that last drive. I think it was like, not the last last drive, but like the second mm -hmm. to last drive in that uh, they had like three minutes left in the fourth quarter or something. He almost took a safety. Yeah. Uh, such bad IQ and awareness. That's a horrible dude. That is so bad. Yeah. And then he goes on and he threw, he, I forget if he threw a pick or almost threw a pick later mm. in that drive. It's just like, it's not good. And part of it is on the Cowboys for not building a competent team or they build a fine mm. team, but not a great team. I mean, they took, they, they took a chance with Amari by trading yeah. him away, hoping Michael Gallup will step up. He didn't see lamb's yeah. been great. That's just about it. You lost Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard was not winning them that game. And you yeah. shouldn't be depending on your quote unquote backup running back to win the yeah. game when you're paying your quarterback and your running back a billion dollars between the two of them. Dak yeah. is just not that guy. And I'm tired of anyone pretending that he is. So, yep. And, and you're running, like you said, you're running out of excuses. There was excuses about him being young. There was excuses about him being inexperienced. 
then he got hurt and there was the excuses that he's coming back from injury and he's just getting the hang of it again there are no more excuses like the excuses to turn to the roster which people have done better with worth rosters so I there are no excuses left and I did want to talk about Tony Pollard Tony Pollard did leave the game Um, he fractured his left fibula with uh, an injury that will require surgery that has an average three month recovery, which is intriguing going into his free agency in the off season. He apparently should um, be back in training camp. Yeah. But like the game changed when he left, the Cowboys felt more alive when he was there. And if that isn't a sign that maybe paying Zeke all that money, isn't a good option either is I don't know what is um, because Pollard was the one making a difference in that game. And whether it's in the box score or not, when he was in the game, the Cowboys felt more alive and they just looked dead afterwards. And I would love to talk about that last play of the game in which that, um, that video will live rent free in my head for the rest of my life of Zeke playing center and getting absolutely pancaked. Mike McCarthy decided, no, we're not going to go out. Like losers, no. we're gonna go out like a meme, and yeah. then they did. He did that for us, and I appreciate yeah, that. I do. Um, Mo- very good content. Also, Should one last thing on Dak, just because I'm okay. angry. Please um, so back when Dak and Carson Wentz were drafted, obviously <laughs> Dak is the better quarterback. I, I yep. think that argument is probably over by this point. I don't think you can make an. I, I think you can make a realistic argument that the peak that we've seen of Carson Wentz is better than the peak we've seen of Dak. In Dak's best season, they went eight and eight. He threw for almost five thousand yards, thirty touchdowns, and eleven interceptions, um, and he was fine. But he threw for those yards because he had to, and they went eight and eight. Like, I, I, I just don't get what people have seen from Dak. I just don't get it. His best season is not that impressive. So he's never been in an MVP run. Like he's never been in the running for MVP. Jalen Hurts has already had a better season than him. Tons of young quarterbacks have already had better seasons than him. I like. I just. I. I don't get it. Sorry. I'm yeah. Bad. Neither does the bad. admin of the Cowboys Twitter account. Um, because at eleven fifty-eight p.m. on Sunday, the Dallas Cowboys official Twitter page tweeted. Dak Prescott gave away the ball twice in the narrow loss to the 49ers in a matchup the Cowboys had a chance to win if they didn't generate self-inflicted wounds. Hashtag Dallas at San Francisco. Hashtag Dallas Cowboys. I mean, they're right. Yeah, but I've never seen anything like that before. That was like one of the most egregious like Twitter things I've seen from an NFL team. That is just saying this was Dak's fault. Like... What? That was a wild. I loved it. I was I like the Eagles had already won. So I'm just sitting back enjoying life. Just watching the Cowboys lose. There's no, yep. almost nothing as pleasurable as that. Yeah, I agree. So. But more pleasurable. The Eagles are in the NFL NFL championship Sunday weekend. Um, so we'll start there. What was that sentence? I, I had an NFL idea. Sunday weekend. Well. It, yeah, well, I yeah, love that good old championship NFL Sunday weekend. Yep, exactly. One of my favorite NFL Sunday weekends. Yeah, I stuttered and then I lost. I, I couldn't figure out how to finish the sentence. So I feel like I should like go back word, in front of your stutter, but I've, I've already. That's all right. You're I'm committed already, to it now. Yeah. yeah. Either way, the Niners are heading to Philadelphia to play the Eagles. That will be the early game on Sunday. That's three o'clock. The Eagles are two and a half point favorites. The current Super Bowl odds are Eagles plus 230 and Niners plus 320. Do you want to get us started? Yeah. I mean, I think these are the best two teams that are remaining. Yeah. I, th- I think generally these are the best four teams are remaining. 100%. Um, but I think when you look at the rosters in the NFL, if you take quarterback out of it, I think the two best rosters in the NFL are the Eagles and the Niners. Mm-hmm. I don't even know it's, if it's particularly close behind that. Um, and then if you add in quarterback, like, uh, this, so this is what kind of bothers me. Like, it's, it's a close game, and I understand that the Niners mm-hmm. are good, but I don't fully understand the logic of why people think it's as close as it is. I think the Eagles are going to win. And it's because you take away the quarterbacks. And like I said, these are two of the best rosters in the NFL. But then you're adding in most likely the runner up for MVP or an MVP candidate and a seventh round rookie quarterback that has not left the West Coast. He's played two road games 
and none of them have been to the level of coming into Philadelphia for an NFC championship game. Yeah. Like the Niners are really good, but when the difference, when you're looking at the rosters and you say, these are two incredible rosters. And then you have the difference between an MVP caliber quarterback and a seventh round rookie. Who's been fine. Like Mm -hmm. that's a big difference. I don't think people are making enough of a deal out of how big of a difference that is. And maybe I'm going to look stupid if the Eagles lose. And Mm -hmm. it's not that I don't think the Niners can win. Like, I don't think this is last week where I wasn't scared of the giants. Yeah. I'm scared of the Niners, but I think there's a really good reason that the Eagles are favorited. And I think that the Eagles should probably be more favorited. Um, yeah, I think you should give them at least three. Yeah. Not two but, and a half. No. Like at least three even. I don't know. Um, I texted you during the Cowboys Niners game in which I said the Eagles pass rush may eat either of these quarterbacks alive. And that's how I still feel. I Brock Purdy may literally get eaten alive on national television by the Eagles pass rush. Uh, that is the Niners probably... don't have a good offensive line. No, and that's they probably have Trent Williams is great. Yep, and that's one of the biggest weaknesses for them. And having Hassan Reddick come over that offensive line to annihilate Brock Purdy is going to be a common theme, I think, of this this game. Hassan Reddick and Brandon Graham. Yeah, and I don't know that Brock Purdy can survive that. You and if I have had conversations about how Brock Purdy is decent. He's he's holding his own in this. And he makes questionable decisions. And I'm not excited to see what those questionable decisions are going to be when you have Hassan Reddick uh, jumping over the offensive line that's trying to protect you. I think it's going to be a closer game than like average, but I think the Eagles walk away with this one easily. Um, I don't think it's going to be as hard the i did ask you before the show if you thought as not not as an eagles fan as someone who watches football how do the eagles put up points on san francisco's defense which is one of the best in the league so i'll make this really simple Mm -hmm. you win football games with the trenches Mm -hmm. the eagles have the best defensive line and the best offensive line in the nfl and they are both massive mismatches versus the Niners. We've already discussed how the Niners' offensive line is not that good. The Niners' defensive line has Nick Bosa, who is incredible. He'll be lining up against Lane Johnson. This is a much bigger test for an injured Lane Johnson. If Lane Johnson wasn't injured, I would, honestly, I wouldn't even be worried. Lane Johnson doesn't give up sacks. It doesn't matter who it's to. Look up his 2017 stats against the people that he had to play against week after week. It was literally a murderer's row, and it's Mm -hmm. engraved in my mind. Outside of Nick Bosa, they don't I think the most sacks another player on their defensive line has is six. Mm -hmm. If that it's either five or six. I don't. And they live in four down fronts. They're not going to be able to generate pressure without blitzing. And Jalen hurts has been much better against the blitz as of late. And in this season. Yes. If they can handle the blitz, there's not going to be an issue. There's not going to be an issue at all. And if they can run on them, which I think they might be able to run on them because, again, the Niners live in four-down fronts while the Eagles will mix in a nose tackle and five-man fronts. Uh, They'll go like 5-1-5 with five DBs, which is a separate issue for the Eagles' defense. But they might have a really easy time running against the Niners. And if they can run against the Niners and not have an issue, it's game over because they'll control the clock. And the Eagles, I don't know if they led the league in rushing, but they were leading the league in rushing for the majority of the season. Um. And then after that, the 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 biggest weakness on the San Francisco 49ers defense, their top cornerback is okay. Their second quarterback, uh, something Lenore, I forget his name. I had it written down earlier, and I forget. Um, he's not that good. He's fine. He's not that good. And he's going to be matched up against Devonta Smith or A.J. Brown. Their top cornerback doesn't travel that much. His name is escaping me at the moment. Um, but he doesn't travel that much. A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith are most likely going to eat. I don't think this is going to be a big Dallas Goddard game because mm-hmm. they have the best linebacking core in the league and their linebacking yep. core is ridiculous with Fred Warner, Drake Greenlaw, uh, and even the guy with the really hard last name that's their third linebacker. I don't think it's going to be a big Dallas Goddard game, and maybe that's the difference maker in the run game, but A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith should be all over these defensive backs. Um, yep. Their safeties are fine. They're average. Um, yep, that's they're what I was going to say. Their secondary, their cornerbacks are fine you know like i i think that's where you exploit them um cornerbacks i do want to point out one stat i had down which for the 
Niners is something to exploit is that Alex Rollins had tweeted out something interesting, which is that Hertz passing numbers get cut in half when you force him out of the pocket. Thirty, He has a 37% completion percentage, uh, 4.2 yards per attempt, and a 52.5 QBR, which is QB rating. Um, so I think if I'm the Niners, that's one of my game plans, but yep. that's a lot easier said than done. Yep. And I do want to talk about the Eagles ran an immense amount of 21 personnel against the Giants, and I well, there was them- that, that one drive was incredible. Oh my God. It was like it Sanders was... for seven, Sanders for four, Sanders for yeah. two, Sanders for nine, Sanders for 11, yep. Sanders for six, Hertz for 10. Yep. It, and the 21 personnel is so, it, like, it seems so easy to use when you're running two back sets, but with an off a defensive line that has Nick Bosa, but a lot of gaps, that 21 personnel is going to come in handy for the Eagles against the Niners. Um, and I think they're, again, are going to use that run game to open up the passing game because Sirianni and the entire offense, like the offensive staff at the Eagles has done a really good job at baiting you into it. Like they will run 21 personnel consistently right up until they have you and then throw a 40 yard bomb to AJ Brown. Like they're very good at baiting you into it. I said, we'll say if there's one person who can catch it, it probably is Kyle Shanahan and that staff, but I I just I don't really see Niners, I see a much clearer path for the Eagles to win than the Niners to win. The Niners gave up the most fifty plus yard passing plays in, in the entire Good. NFL season. Good. And during like the last round, they gave I think it was like a forty nine yard pass to CeeDee Lamb. Yep. So that's like that's their key to victory on offense. Yep. The Niners, though, like I think this is gonna be a very I think it's gonna be a higher scoring game than people are expecting. Because I think the Niners also have very clear mismatches against the Eagles defense. Part of this mm-hmm. is absolutely gonna be Jonathan Gannon versus Kyle Shanahan. Jonathan Gannon, are you just going to be a moron? He was yep. not a moron in the divisional round, and yep. I gave him credit. He blitzed. He, he mixed up his fronts, which, by the way, uh, speaking of disguising, mixing up fronts, the Niners don't do that, which mm-hmm. is good for the Eagles offense. Yep. They are just, we are talented, and we're going to beat you. They're not going to confuse you. That's yep. an advantage for the Eagles. But the Niners... I mean, Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell are incredible. George Kittle's incredible. And the Eagles linebackers are not that good. Uh, TJ Edwards is fine. He's, he's good. He's a solid NFL player, but he is not Dre Greenlaw or Fred Warner. Um, mm-hmm. Kaiser White has, was exposed a lot toward the end of the season after a really strong start to it. And if either of them are co- covering George Kittle, that's a mismatch. That's an issue. Now, they might get Avante Maddox back this weekend, which might be really great for them. Maybe that means that CJ GJ is on George Kittle pretty consistently. But um, if the Eagles are living in five down fronts because they want to stop the Niners run game, meaning that they have a nose tackle, two defensive tackles and two ends, five guys along the uh, defensive line, then that just means there's going to be mismatches and there's going to be room for them to take advantage of other places on the de- other yep. places on the defense. That is what this Niners team is really good at. That's what Kyle Shannon is really good at is getting his guy matched up one on one with a guy yep. that he wants to take advantage of individual matchups. Yep. That is really scary mm-hmm. for the Eagles defense. Um, that being said, if they can get home to Brock Purdy, it might not matter because he's yep. a rookie seventh round quarterback coming into Philadelphia. Yep. And that's got to be horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, I also would really, really wish if um, the players would stop baiting getting baited into talking about how loud the other stadiums are because this has happened for both games coming up this weekend um that one of the Niners players was asked about you know going into Philadelphia and he was like I'm pretty sure was it I couldn't remember exactly I didn't want to misspeak so maybe Debo but was baited into saying well you know well no one will ever be as loud as the Niner gang um stop doing that you're a moron like you're a moron like stop lying to yourself first and like all you're doing is asking for trouble. Like, look at what happened with the with Trevor Lawrence and the Chiefs. The first, you could barely hear the announcers on the television. Yep. Stop doing that, please. I beg. Um, I did want to mention real quick. We did say we wanted to give out game balls to both of to the teams that had won. Who was your Eagles game ball winner from the last game? Uh, Kenny Gainwell. I like it. He was the um, first Eagles rusher to have 100 yards in a playoff game since I believe, I want to say LaShawn McCoy, but it might have been Brian Westbrook. It might have gone even farther back. I so. like it. I no, I think it was say, Brian Westbrook. Sorry. Dallas Goddard. Um, but what about the Niners? 
very clearly for me, George Kittle. Yeah, George Kittle. Yeah, perfect. Um, um, also, real quick, um, yeah. last thing, where I think this is an advantage for the Eagles. Kyle Shanahan is a fantastic offensive mind. He's a bad head coach. From the pure, he he, the this drives me insane. He was quoted after the game saying, "We liked where the score was at when they were trying to not score before going into halftime. The, it was six six. Yeah. And he was like, "No, we like the score like that. Let's not try and score. We're just going to run the clock out." You are a moron. You, you have one of the best offenses in the NFL, and you treat it as if your offense is the 0-16 Cleveland Browns. Yeah. What is wrong with you, you absolute buffoon? It yeah. pisses me off. It pisses me. It's it's so frustrating. And if I was a Niners fan, I would be losing my mind. Yeah. And now, granted, I am very – I'm lucky because I went from Doug Peterson who made – popularized this whole craze to Nick mm -hmm. Sirianni, who has no issues going for it all the time. Yep. Uh, by the way, Brian Dable going for it on fourth and eight was the most, I don't want to talk about one it. of the weirdest things I've ever seen. And then doing a, like and a, then, a mercy punt, uh, give well, up yeah, punt and not later to mention on the, the only scoring drive took about nine minutes when you were trailing by like 40 points. Very no. stupid. Brian Dable, yeah. not really sure. What Very was odd. It, did, it was not um, like him for the rest no, of the season, but no, yeah. but he had some of those moments this season. He did. Uh, but that, and that's, a, that's the thing. Nick Sirianni has not had, I can't think of any off the top of my mind this season where it's been like, dude, what is your decision? Yeah. Kyle Shanahan has like three a game and in a close game, that's going to matter. If this is a yeah. close game, Kyle Shanahan being an idiot and a coward will cost the 49ers. It's one thing against the Dallas Cowboys that are not able to score points, apparently against this defense yep. that the Eagles will not be afraid to go for it on fourth and three in your territory. Kyle Shanahan, you should be trying to score points because chances are your offense will convert because they're good. You're yeah. a moron. I, yep. I don't I don't get it. How can you be so good at so many things and you just fail miserably at something that is pure? It can be purely analytics based. Just have a dude in your ear that's saying, hey, you should go for it here. Here's the stats. No, yeah. I think I think we're going to punt in our in, in opposing like territory because we're going to play the field position. No, you're a moron. Yeah. Sorry. I All like right. six to six. Pisses six is my favorite off. number. Let's I, keep I hate it. I hate watching Niners games because yeah. it, it, important Niners game because Kyle Shanahan just does this thing. And it's so stupid. It's like yeah. Brandon Staley. It's like Sean McVay. I don't get it. How can you be so intelligent yeah. and so good at certain things and be so? It's like you big brain yourself into being dumb. I, I don't get it. How could you like the score six to six? You're driving yeah. like it. And then you still buy it. You're just yeah. like, you, you double down. Thing is you, oh, sorry. Move on. It's okay. Oof. On to the next. We do. We're running short on time. So we'll talk about the Bengals who are heading to the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead. That'll be our night game for Sunday at 630 the Chiefs are one-point favorites. The Super Bowl odds currently are Chiefs at plus 260 and Bengals at plus 280. So the Chiefs are second in line for the Super Bowl and Bengals are third. Just to make or to win? To win. Okay. Yeah, so it goes Eagles, Chiefs, top, Bengals, Niners. Um, all right. Do you want to get started on this one or do you want me to start? Yeah, you can start. I just did a lot of talking. You did. I don't really have too, too much. Um my my one thing that I really did have here was please stop talking about how loud stadiums are because that was also said about this game. Um, this Bengals team feels like it's at the perfect speed to match this Chiefs team right now. Um, I think the Chiefs defense is going to have a hard time with this Bengals offense. It's another one where there's just too many ways to beat them um, and exploit that Chiefs defense. The Chiefs defense has been better as of late, but a Chiefs team that I don't want to put the entirety of the offense on Mahomes, but if Mahomes is not looking the way that he usually does, Mahomes couldn't even make a, a pass off for a run play at, at, towards the end of that game. It does seem hand like off. he's looking what handoff. What did I say? A pass off. Oh, <laughs> handoff. Um, he could only sorry he could only make passing plays when he planted like when he was set after the snap. He could not plant his foot to pass it off uh, to hand it off. Um, I'm all over the place, but so I think Mahomes is going to be the key here. If how his health is doing. Um, yeah. I, I easily, I, I think I really easily picked the Bengals on this one, man. This is, 
This is what the NFL wanted. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. I think this is what every NFL fan should want. Like, I think that the Eagles and the Niners are probably two better teams, but this might be the most exciting game of football all season. Yeah. Um, And this is like a look what you have to look forward to for the next decade of football. Like, Burrow, man, it's just like, it's so cool. And I... It's so e- it, right now. It's so easy to root for these two guys, and that's mm-hmm. so nice um, because is. we're not tired of them yet. Yep. But like, just play this exercise for me. Bengals win. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow is now four and zero against Patrick Mahomes all time. Yep. Patrick Mahomes has one Super Bowl. He's made two, lost mm-hmm. one, won one. Bengals win the Super Bowl. That means that Burrow has been to two Super Bowls. One yeah. one, lost one. Still on his rookie contract. Yeah. And he's four and oh against Patrick Mahomes. Against Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is the better quarterback. Yeah. But at what point do we start talking about Joe Burrow in the same conversation that we talk about Patrick Mahomes in terms of legacy at that point? Like yep. that's what's so interesting to me because mm-hmm. it's starting to really remind me of Brady Manning. Like yep. in, in a way that I'm not sure I ever thought we'd get. Alan Mahomes flirted with it a little bit mm-hmm. but Mahomes is kind of turning out to be a little more Peyton than Brady yeah Burrow is turning himself into the Brady in that conversation yep. he, Mahomes is going to win the regular season MVPs Peyton Manning is the most all-time I think he still yep. has the most all-time I forget if Brady tied him or not so um and he had all, he, he has all the stats without the longevity uh that Brady has um yep. And Mahomes has all the, but like it's it's a really interesting conversation. I'm really excited to be witnessing this portion of it. Yeah. Um. Like I'm not talking. I'm not even talking about the game right now. I'm just talking about like if I had been like obviously I was alive for the beginning of Brady Manning, but like I didn't yeah. watch football to the extent that yep. I did now. I saw the tail end of it when it was developed. Like this has the this, this is so likely to become that type of rivalry, and it's so yep. cool. And I think. On two, on uh, like there, there's two possible scenarios here. Like Mahomes wins, and it's like it really is that feeling of getting a monkey off your back that they yep. could not beat these Bengals. They yep. couldn't do it, no matter how good they are. They could never seem to beat those Bengals. That's how mm-hmm. it felt with the Colts. With they, yep. just, it didn't matter what happened in the regular season. They just they couldn't get past the Patriots until they did. Yep. And with the Bengals, they just continue to dominate. What I think most people would agree is the best coach. Uh, QB duo in the NFL right now and will likely go down as probably one of the best all time. I don't think that's weird to yeah. say right now because Andy is already cementing he's one of the greatest coaches of all time and Patrick Mahomes might be the most talented quarterback we've ever seen. We'll see what the rest mm-hmm. of his career looks like, but they just might have a thorn in their side in the name of Joe Burrow. And it's incredible. Yeah. It's so cool to watch because Joe Burrow is just so chill. Like Mahomes yeah, is so he's fun so cool. to watch. He's so fun to watch because he does all this crazy stuff. Yeah. And you, you always think you have a chance to score. But Joe Burrow is just like he is the dude smoking the cigar. He is that yeah. picture of him. It just yep. Joe cool. He is yep. that. It's yep. so interesting. It's so fun. I'm so it excited is. for this matchup. Yep. It feels like the perfect like cataclysm of the new NFL being ushered in, like at the yep. perfect time, and just finally reaching that point that, like, you know these old guys are really on their last leg and this is the new start. Um, and it's just like a, it, like you said, it's just, it's cool to be able to witness it, whether you have a stake in this game or not. Um, and both of the teams are really likable. And that's, I think what's really interesting. Um, yeah, I just, we're not at the villain point with either. No, exactly. And I think that's why it's fun. I do like that the AFC is back, um, (laughs) back in the, talking to each other on twitter like eli apple does and the rivalries oh, apple, and eli apple. um so yeah yeah so am i i was i'm a giants fan I'm, i've been sick of eli apple um but i still the think AFC that's the best giants pick so of all bad. time the fact yeah. that you picked a guy in the big apple named eli apple, apple and also his first name is eli yeah, maybe the one of the most famous giants of all time. I just think it's it was the perfect pick. I I w- when they picked him, I was like, oh, of course I would sense. do that. That's yeah. like how Dallas Goddard should have been a Dallas pick. It, yeah, it, it made sense. Yeah, but yeah. no, alas, Billy Goddard. I didn't yep. know they actually called him that until yeah, I we asked do. you that one day. Uh, Dallas week, um, Billy Goddard. Yeah. Either way, yeah, it's the AFC feels back, and I think this is also like that perfect point of being like, see, the NFL's like, see, the a- the AFC is back, and 
it's intriguing. Um, so even if we don't go much into the game, who do you think is going to win this one? Oh, man. I'm going to take the Bengals. Ah, and I'm going to do it because of the Mahomes injury. Yeah, that's exactly it, why I'm riding with tough, too. But yeah. I, and, I want the Chiefs to win. I will say that mm-hmm. I want the Chiefs to win. I want the Bengals to win. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, they're just... I can't... Like, did even... You, you were talking about... For Niners, we didn't. I think we were both very clear that we were riding with the Eagles, though. I'm riding with the Eagles. I knew that. I was pretty clear that I'll... I think the Eagles are going to win that one. Um, yeah. yeah. I just... That video, did you see the clip of Joe Burrow warming up in the snow, doing, like, the little spin... He tossed it and then no. spun around after. I'll have to send it to you. It's pretty cool. Um, and that was, that's, you know, when we've been talking about Joe Burrow being cool and just cool under pressure, cool guy smoking the cigar, who everyone thought was going to get, like, come into the NFL and be like, have like a total welcome to the NFL thing. Like, he's not going to really. be cool he anymore. He, has... he tore his ACL and since then has made two conference championship games. And yeah, like, what? Like, but, uh, I don't know I'm what kind excited. of start of a career you could want from that. Yeah. Like yeah. he's there's never really been a point where he's looked bad. He's just yeah. looked good from day one. Yeah. And, it's and the tradition of game balls going back to the bars of Cincinnati um, has lived on. The last game ball yeah. did go to a bar. One of the players brought it to the first bar he ever attended when he went to Cincinnati. I don't think Zach Taylor did it this time, but the, the game ball did go back to a bar in Cincinnati. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, any other thoughts on the leading into championship Sunday? Um, uh, yes, I do have one other thought. Okay. Six games against number one seed, the Giants, since the playoffs restructuring in 1990, the Giants are a perfect 6-0. and uh, That six-game win streak versus the number one is the longest by any franchise in the NFL since the NFL began, seeding the playoff teams in 1975. I love this Giants team. Do you think they're going to win? Yes. Since 97, I think the Giants win one game. They, if they win the first game, they end up going to the Super Bowl. I just, I, I do think the Giants walk away with this one. And it's at that, I think it's a little bit more low scoring than people are expecting. Um, I think the Giants are end up winning it on like a pick six. I think it's like this team to be here. So, do I think it's gonna win? Yes. I'll take your real victory too because they're gonna win. The, 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 the Giants are gonna win. The Giants have the vibes, man. What's your score prediction? Uh, thirty-eight to seven. Wow! Great. That was really my final great. thought. Great. I'm so glad. Tell people where they can find you. Uh, you're like literally cheesing like a little kid well, on Christmas. I, I look. I kid you not. Like when I. When did you make that? Did you make it after the game? Oh yeah, I made okay. that. I made that on. Uh, I made that Wednesday during the okay. day. Um, yesterday. <laughs> um, I I kid you not. The first when I finally added the clown music and the zoom uh-huh. in, it all came. I together. was dying. Yeah, I was dying. I sent it to a ton of my friends. Yep, that are Eagles fans, and because yep. I was like, I can't wait to yep. show this to people. Uh, Jake's I have, gonna love it. I and I will say I ha- I so I said during the game. Well, mm-hmm. I I. I, I had those clips in my head. I was like, when we win, I'm going to make something. Then I'm watching the game with my buddy Nick, uh-huh. and we went up like 14 nothing or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm going to clown Ashley so hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to clown her so hard. And then the, the first time I watched it, I watched it probably 40 times in a row, just like admiring um, your own masterpiece. It was, yeah. yeah. I, it, you know, it's, not, it's nothing special, but I yep. think it got the job done. It did. Um, Listen. And God, your face your face it. is just so confident during it. It is. Yeah. And like, oh, some of those lines, like 38 to 7. Wow. Yeah. Like, wow, you're an idiot, Michael. You're you're yeah. a stupid idiot. Listen, I, I was wrong. I'll fully admit that. I, I know. Okay. I, I can take it. I just it's I fun. think it's been I, I'm just really proud of myself. I'm I'm proud of you. I'm Very not good a video, job. I'm not a video producer, but you know, I I'm gonna put you that. On my, I'm gonna put that on my resume. I think. Okay, perfect. When mm-hmm. uh, make like a little portfolio, you can put exactly. that. Exactly. It's just gonna be that though. Yeah, that That's works. My whole portfolio. You'll get you hired in Philly, I think. Oh, I think so. Yeah. I would absolutely send that on a resume in Philadelphia. A hundred percent, I would. Yep, I like it. Um, uh, I am going to tweet it out also. 
Good. Just an FYI. Great. Thank you. Okay. Figured. Yep. I, I had a feeling when she showed it to me that even if I said, please don't, you would. So no, happy to help. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, you haven't told people where they can find you. I don't care. You can find me on okay. Twitter at mpdungan 75. You probably won't find me at the NFC championship game because Ticketmaster sucks. Oh, um, the Senate is, or I know Congress is having hearings Senate. about Ticketmaster. Senate, yeah. Senate, okay. Yeah, they suck. Yeah, whatever. I don't like Ticketmaster either. Me and all my homies hate Ticketmaster. I either way, homies. You can find me on Twitter at Ashley underscore Maria with two A's and Ashley. Me, Duncan, all of the Undroppables uh, on our premium Discord channels, which you can get access to by becoming a patron at Patreon.com/slash The Undroppables. Um, yeah. I think that's about it. That wraps it up. I hope everyone has a lovely championship Sunday. Um, yeah, that's it. All right. Okay. Have a great weekend. Enjoy Bye. football and go birds.